Numb Bills fan podcast for December 14th, 2015. I'm Numb Bills fan. Next to me is Numb Bills fan Adam D. Say what's up. What's going on? What do you got? Well, Bills are coming off a hard loss. Uh, They went out to Philadelphia, faced the Eagles. A lot of hype around it. LaShawn McCoy had a lot to say this week going into the game. We went out there. It was a real tight game all day. Um... Many missed, many missed opportunities. Ultimately came out of there with the L, 23-20. And for a lot of people, that kind of just seals the deal on the season. You could say hard is an understatement. And um, one thing that I just want to mention is to any of you psychotic fans, you know, th- this is why we're called Numb Bills Fan Podcast. But believe it or not, Numb Bills Fan sounds like a very negative thing. And I'm not trying to give you the sales pitch like go to numbillsfan.com for all your numbills fan content. But the truth is, is we're not shocked because going into the season, you're thinking there is no way they don't make the playoffs. They definitely won the offseason. And the bad thing is when you really look at it, you, you look at things like the teams that win the offseason, see the Redskins, see a few other teams over the years. It doesn't really come to fruition. And I thought there was no way it wouldn't come to fruition but then a guy named EJ Manuel came to step in we lost two games and everything that could go wrong this season has gone wrong whether it's injuries knocking on your own weight penalty wise everything so hard is an understatement yeah I mean this game really encompassed all all of the things that that let this season get away first 20 points isn't gonna cut it not not in today's NFL we scored 20 couple real nice touchdowns uh the new running back there uh Mike Gillisley he had a he had a nice one he took off for what 19 20 yards there got the score there was a nice pass to Sammy Watkins and and our man Dan Carpenter hit a couple field goals your man yeah man, Not my hey, man. I hey. can't I can't say he's my man after the last couple episodes hey man like like we were talking earlier the the special teams it, it seems like they're lighting you down somewhere it could either be Dan's leg it could be penalties could be you know Right, and I don't. I just want. I just want to see some consistency there. It's. It's just like we can't have our special teams unit all click on the same day. And what are that? What are the odds of a guy Thigpen who's caught how many punts, returning a punt, and then the first play actually noticing which he might have been in the first play noticing him offensively, he causes a penalty that yeah, really that, put the, them in a long. That was an illegal shift, right? Well, what he did is he used to play in the CFL, and Sal Capaccio said it. He goes, hey, you might think I'm nuts. Sal Capaccio, yeah. Sales Sports on WGR, or I should say Sales Sports on Twitter. Follow him if you need Bill's info. He's the best follow. If you got to only follow one other guy, it it's Sales Sports. And he said it best. He goes, it's a habit. He probably had muscle memory from the CFL because in the CFL, you can get a running start towards the line of scrimmage. In the NFL, that is a no-no. You cannot do that. And honestly, you got to give the refs credit for calling that. And it sucks for us as Bills fans because we want to hate the refs. We want to hate everything. We'll get into the officiating soon. But the overall pulse is those kind of mistakes were costly. You sign him because McKelvin muffs a punt. And, and Denarius Moore had muffed a, a couple, you know, and he was he had done better you know, when he was here earlier in the season, last season, so on and so forth. So you bring him back in. You give him that opportunity, and that happens. And it, Jerome Felton had two penalties of his own. I mean, everything was just crumbling. Nine penalties pre-snap. I mean, you which, like neutral zones, false starts, offsides. Right. Are you kidding me? Are right. you kidding me? That defense was jumpy all day. Oh, man, but, you know, to to what I was saying earlier, which is it's numb Bills in for a reason, we're not shocked. But believe it or not, even though numb Bills fan sounds negative, we're actually probably the most positive thing you will listen to 
I, I would know for a fact compared to other podcasts, we're the, probably the most positive, and that's not a shot at anybody else. It's just the truth because I'm not going to come. The reason we do this is I feel a lot of people are wrong. And a lot of people, you go on Twitter, Bills fans everywhere, fire Roxy, I told you so. Everything is turned into a I told you so. I don't give a crap about this I told you so. Oh, I could have told you they wouldn't yeah. make the playoffs. Oh, I told you so. There's There's this weird expectation that's come come up in the NFL as of late. Everybody is seeking this instant gratification and that's really not how it's worked traditionally. This isn't a mixed drink. This isn't instant coffee. This isn't high C. This isn't you know what I mean? Like no. Right. It's, you know, they see situations where you get guys coming out of the draft like Andrew Luck or Russell Wilson and they, they make a deep playoff on their rookie season. Now now you're holding every rookie quarterback that comes out of the draft to that expectation. You're expecting to get that out of your EJ Manuels, your Geno Smith. Yeah, but don't you know you should draft a guy even in the fifth round and give him some, you know, maybe give him some third-team reps to see what he could do? Granted, that's what Russell Wilson did, and he was fourth round, right? So, yeah. you know, but the fact is, is thanks to the CBA, which is really the agreement, for you people who don't know what CBA is, it's an agreement between the players and the NFL and really the Players Association, the NFLPA, and the NFL, the league. So pretty much players and owners. It's an agreement between them on practice time and practice schedules and and can they do two days, can they not, can they do this, can they do that. And no, you can't work us these days and do et cetera, et cetera, and Pretty much to make sure that these guys aren't overworked. It, it's in there. But what they give up there, too, is is the players give up, say, leverage on, 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 you know, say, like, merchandise sales. The players get a piece of that. And, and everything kind of comes in. So there's always a give and take. But I think what we're seeing now is we're seeing a um, – I, I firmly believe we're seeing, like, a, a lesser brand of football in a way. And with the Bills, you constantly have new coaching staffs come in. And you just can't expect these guys to pick up a system overnight. And Right. Who was the last guy who's been here for more than three years? Dick Duran? Three and a half, right? Yeah, he, he Maybe didn't, a he more than didn't sur- he didn't survive his fourth season. Right. So I'm sure I went off my original point, but where I'm at right now is you continuity is the most important. I'll, and I'll tell you right now, if you don't want to hear continuity out of my mouth or Adam's mouth, don't listen to us ever again. Yeah, and, that's, is... and Mike Sawyer will not be proud of that PR. But that's the truth because we're not going to sit here and say blow it up. I'm sick of blowing everything up. I'm over it. Give this guy rocks a chance, which he's showing flashes of the Doug Marone guy on defense, but this time – Defensively, as I'm mad at Doug Marone for offense, drink twice. That's two Doug Marone drinks three times now. And it's – I was really mad at the previous coach because he took what Chan Gailey built of guys that were just like – seemed like the Sandlot players, the guys, the little giants. You just pull everybody into the mighty ducks. You're just pulling these scrubs, quote-unquote scrubs. I don't think they're scrubs. I would never call a player that. Well, but you, you, some of them are scrubs. I have no problem calling some of those guys scrubs. All right. Well, fine. The David Nelsons of the world, the undrafted guys. Uh, yeah. And, and he made something out of them. And then what happens? The next guy comes Watch in. Watch TJ Graham try. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to rip on anybody. but Well, I just did. Sorry. So, <laughs> it, it, it's just you, you, you just see – the next coaching staff after Chan Gailey not get the offense right. Now it feels like that with the defense. Shorts had it going right, and as fans, we all have eyes. We all think we know what we're talking about, or else we wouldn't do it. And quite frankly, this defense has not been up to par. But it's not like we're seeing – I feel like I could totally be out of my mind. I feel like Rex is on the cutting edge of something right now. What I mean by that is he's already thinking one step ahead. Yeah, there's no pass rush. And people want to call, where's the sacks? Where's the sacks? Where's the sacks? Now, do I wish there were more sacks? Yes. Why do I wish there was more sacks? Because they're dope to watch. Because they are dope to watch. No, because of momentum, because of 
just even though I think momentum is kind of an overrated deal. No, but, but you're you're but, right. There, you get into a quarterback's head. It affects him psychologically when he hits the turf a few times in a game. And you, the guys you're beating, you know, and there's a lot. People gotta forget. There's a lot of injuries on defense. Yeah, and they. People put so much into that sack basket, though. It's it, it's ridiculous. Because last year, we led the league in sacks. We led the league. And everyone's, oh, if, if we had that def- defense, we, we'd be leading again and this and that. We missed the playoffs last year, too. Last in, case, in case you weren't there, yeah, we led the league in sacks. We had fourth-ranked defense. We didn't make the playoffs. Last year, we had a way better special teams unit. We were... In the top group of special teams, you're in the top group of defense, and we were a quote-unquote quarterback away. And now we have a quarterback that's shown a lot more brilliance, probably since Bledsoe, than anybody. And I would even say Fitz, definitely since Fitz. And Fitz, well, Fitz is still the same guy, but look what's going on in New York. They surround him by a lot of guys. They never surrounded Rex with those guys. They never surrounded... You know, like right. He has arguably the best offensive line he's played behind. Brandon Marshall's arguably the best wide receiver he's ever had. And Fitz is, and Eric Decker is right behind Brandon Marshall. And as far as I'm concerned, and Chain yeah, Gay never he's had every, the, Chain Gay was never had these these weapons on offense either to work with with the Jets. And people are like, oh well, look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, guess what? You have a defense that shows up, and you have an offense that clicks. And the problem we're having is there's a lot of missed opportunities out there. And we're going to spin this into a positive, I guess, it's our overall theme, usually every podcast. I got news for you. This one's probably going to be the most negative podcast you're ever going to hear from us because yesterday I was so bummed out. I was getting into arguments with my girlfriend over nothing. Um, I, not, yeah, no, he wouldn't even text me about the game last night. We, I was trying to text him. He's like, I'm not even thinking about it. I don't even want to talk about it. And you know here we are. I, I don't. Even I want, still don't. I, I don't really want to talk about it now. I'm. I'm, I'm in that my, bummed out, man. This game sucked for me. I'm in my work clothes, man. There hasn't been any natural herb in my system, and I'm just like so over this right now. I'm. I'm. I, I don't. I'm thinking really clear, and quite frankly, the thing that makes me the most depressed when the Bills lose <laughs> is just seeing these Fairweather fans who are the same people that are going to the training camp early, earlier, like a couple hours early, where I can't even get a parking spot. I'm trying to go between work. And you guys are all off of it. Everybody's off of it. And then you all, we all have opinions on Twitter, but you're wrong. A lot of you, probably 60% of you, are wrong. Because it's so easy to throw shit on the wall at high probabilities of stuff and, and, and have it stick. Example. Oh, it's the same old Rex. It's a, no, it's not. Oh, well, Rex is known for his penalties. No, he's not. In fact, the Bills of three years prior to this one had more penalties than Rex ever had on the Jets those three years. So don't ever think that. And people are going to these wrong statements, and I'm over it. Let's build. What are we building from? What did we find out at 6-7 and seven right now? 13 games in, what did we find out? We found out that Rex Ryan and whatever the hell is going on with the defense can't make it consistently work. That's definitely, you had to bend over the defense by week eight. You know, the team is exactly in that Philadelphia game. They are exactly who they are. That is exactly them. They make mistakes. They make dumb mistakes. There's brain farts. We're talking about Robert Woods' brain fart last game, how his feet weren't inbounds when he caught the ball. And, Slice it however way you want to slice it. The Bills have had breaks the last couple of games, and they don't take advantage of all of them. Especially against the Eagles, they had a couple big breaks, and they did not take advantage of them. Corey Graham gets burned for a touchdown. I'm not that mad at the defense, by the way, throwing it out. I'm not really that mad at the defense. I'm more mad of the inconsistency of the offense. On third and four, third and three, third and five, three times. I believe those were all three times. It might have been like another third and four instead of third and five, but... Three times, Tyrod Taylor's just trying to hit the home run. So you want to know something, you people who are saying Sammy needs the ball more? Well, you got it because Sammy got targeted a lot. And guess what? I'm probably spiking your headphones right now or your things because I'm so mad. You guys got to shut up. 
Everybody's got to shut up. People are making too much about the Sammy to Tyrod connection. Who gives a shit? Because the guys who are really good get targeted 60% of the time, and they win games. And Robert Woods had over a 100-yard game. You got LaShawn McCoy. You got these guys. Just Clay went out. But stop. You guys got what you wanted. You got the dumb targets to Sammy. Now Tyrod's going in there. Sal Capaccio had a great take. Again, Sal Sports, WGR. He had a great point. He's like, I, I, I firmly believe that, that Tyrod knew where he wanted to go to the, for the ball before he got before he even looked at what he had to work with. And these short passes, three of them went for bombs that were incomplete. Right. On the flip side of that, though. When they work, we don't complain? Exactly. Exactly. If that's in the end zone, you are happy as a clam. At the same time, you got a guy who's a mobile quarterback. You got him spread out. I'm liking that look. Third and four, you got him spread. Tyrod, if you got to use your legs, you're going to roll out anyways because, as you can see, you tried throwing some balls over the line this weekend. He got a few batted down, you know, and, man, Richie Incognito got torched. He owned it, though. Yeah. He owned it. And the team did not have a good game. The team overall had its ups and downs. Silence because I'm just still fathom. I, I still can't believe this game. I'm, I'm so I'm so bummed out. I, I can't. I can't believe it. But to go on Twitter and to see what you're seeing... It's incredible. It's really incredible. No, I know. The the so-called Bills fans are harder on the team than any Dolphins or Jets or Patriots fan. These guys talk about the Bills the way I talk about other teams. And I'm not nice about it. I will I will open open your team's helmet up and you know I'll I'll, I'll move the chin strap out of the way, and take a dump in their helmet. Like I don't care. Like. But what are you talking about? Your own team? Like you guys, that? you guys saw the Giants video. You saw what I did to that Odell Beckham jersey. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, well, it was kind of implied. It was a stunt double jersey. But <laughs> I just look at it like, if you're gonna blow it up, you're gonna press the reset button again. The Bills now have the resources. They have the Pagulos. You got to think positive. And I'm sorry, man. Not every or woman. So not everybody is on is going to win right away and and I'm over it. I am so sick of it. The time to win has been now it has been for sixteen years. but guess what? There's nothing we could do about it right now. We're here, and if you're a fan, you must be really a diehard fan if you're listening to a podcast right now. So I could tell you that you still want your bills info if you're still here and opinion and whatever, but I do not agree with blowing it up and pressing the panic button and going crazy. And you got guys who are like, you know, I want a coach that's a little boisterous. Okay, we got him. Then you got guys who are saying, oh, he's such a llama. Just shut up. And okay. Oh, he's so undisciplined. I'm so sick of hearing undisciplined. And the guys on the morning show, again, I'm just, you know, giving you where I heard these takes. These are not my takes. But again, the Howard Simon show this morning, Jeremy White, and Howard Simon, again on WGR, they had some good takes pretty much saying, hey, we feel that a lot of you people are going to the same thing of this is why we're in a drought. And and it's like, if you're not in a drought, a playoff drought, these things don't matter. Like, if you look at that NFC East division of a tire fire, the Bills would have the same record as most of the teams in that division. And they still have a shot. Look at the division, the AFC South. Ugh. Wait, what one? What one is it called? Because I'm so bright. Indianapolis division. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, South with the Texans. It's, yeah. I mean, and then you could even say, look at other, you know. But then you you say that, well, you know, you could go with the excuse, oh, you know, we're we're in a division with the Patriots. So guess who else is in that division? The Jets, and they're eight and five somehow. Somehow, they're not losing to the Jaguars. They're not. You know what I mean? They absolutely torched the Titans, and we're talking two different teams. And you know, I did not expect the Bills to lose to this Eagles team at all. 
I thought that win against the Patriots was a fluke. The Bills, again this season, frankly, beat themselves. That's it. You want a narrative to the story? The Bills beat themselves. Whether that's getting cute on third and three, when you got a, a prolific running back, you have you have enough weapons offensively. You have a quarterback who's dynamic. And we can't just do like a simple, if you want it all of all, you can't do like simple underneath routes, something. Right. You know what, though? I think you actually just nailed it without even realizing that, <coughs> excuse me, that you nailed it. I think what it came down to is this Eagles team had more to play for. I mean, I'm sure the Bills knew this is this is the 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 season right here. This is this is go time. It's now or never. But the Eagles, they're they're not like, well, if we win this one, maybe we'll get a wild card spot. They're like, hey, we have a very real shot at winning this division if we win out. This divi- we can be division champions. Their their way in feels a lot more official than us trying to trying to win, you know, for a, a four, hit a four game winning streak and maybe get a wild card spot. I think I think they had a lot more to rally around late in the game. There, they said, "Hey, you know, this is our division, or we're gonna give it away." Fletcher Cox. Ruined everything. <sighs> he ruined everything for the Bills, and you know, so I'm it, I'm really interested to see the number when his contract comes up. Yeah, and, and you know what I'm curious to see too is what a disrupting force, man. What a dis, what a train, man. Like, and by the way, where's when I, I, when you got a guy, a guy is. As burly as Richie Incognito being like, yeah, that boy ate my lunch. That's that's the way he phrased it in his interview was, was Fletcher Cox ate my lunch. And if you and if you goddamn yeah, and this dude Mar- is a monster. And if Marcel Darius, you know, I don't know what's up with Darius, and I hope Darius isn't listening or his teammates, but yeah, he's listening. One guy told me, why wouldn't he be listening? My, my friend told me he goes, man, Darius looks fat out there. Oh, I don't know if anybody could attest to that, but he's ever since he signed that contract, which to me is shit on the wall. Hey, I give him I give him a pass, man. If he's even half as upset about these losses as I've been, he's stuffing his face, man. I ate about a hundred Christmas cookies last night. I don't know if you guys saw my Twitter, Numbills fan, or or our Instagram, Numbills fan. I mean, yeah, you did some work last I night. I did too. some munching on some food. Ding ding, and I crushed. Such bad food, and frankly, what else do you do? So, what do you got for paperwork? Because, I mean, honestly, I don't want to bum everybody out. We'll be back Thursday. I'm pretty much checked out right now. I'm so, I mean, raw emotion-wise, the to overall scheme, what we've talked about here, continuity, keep your hat on, because the bright side is that these are correctable problems, and... Frankly, the tarnish of not making the playoffs has made this a lot worse than it is. And do not forget that we are in a division with somebody who's, frankly, automatic in the Patriots. And by the way, they do whatever it takes to win. If that means cheating, they do it. Now, some people are in Richie Incognito or some offensive lineman for holding. You want to know something? They knew that Tyrod Taylor instinctually was really close and those holding calls. And it's either do you try to get away with it or do you let him get sacked? I think that's coach. I think it's hold because then we get another play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that might sound nuts, but I'd rather have a first and 20 sometimes than a second and 16. When you got, when you got a quarterback that's leading the league in deep ball passing, yeah. Give me the second and 20. And the Bills lead the league in big plays over 20 yards running and, and passing. Yeah. And and that's the thing is the balance. The biggest problem is, is in the beginning of the season, it's like a Jekyll and Hyde season. It's like in the beginning of the season, 
quote-unquote overrated halftime adjustments, they come out swinging in the second half and the beginning of the season. Second half of the season now, second half of the games, they're not putting points up. No, totally I mean, dropping off. Yeah, it, it's terrible. On the day, McCoy he had twenty carries for seventy-four yards, but in the second half, he had eight carries for eleven. Eleven yard. Lashawn McCoy, a guy who's only a year removed from being the rushing the rushing champion, should not be held to eleven yards in thirty minutes of football. That is. Outrageous. Not for nothing, though. He had a, a nice run that was called back from a holding call. He yep. had some stuff called back. The whole team was moving the ball, but next thing you know, flag, 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 flag. And not for nothing, you guys want to complain about refs. You know, Dennis Thurman, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen the clip. If not, check out Joe, Joe B., Joe Vascalia. Check out his Twitter. Yeah, yeah, Joe B. from uh, WKBW in Buffalo. Good work, Adam. Good work. That's why you're here. That's yeah, why yeah. you're here, bud. That's why you're here. But anyways, you know, he had some comments to the rest just in that. You know what, man? Yeah. The, the, the he's Bills out got here so, saying the, you're a disgrace to the NFL. You know how many times Bradford got knocked on the ground? Even one time in the end zone, uh, another dude came and pretty much sat on his head, which is pretty funny. But, I mean, regardless, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and, and then a caller called in. Actually, um, Greg Morse called in, a guy I wrestled with at high school. He called in the sales show today. Uh, our first caller, hour one on uh, the Extra Point show with Sal Capaccio, WGR again. Yeah, that's so fun when you hear people you know. Yeah, it was cool. Now I pick him out because he tells me he calls. And it's so fun when I hear you call Sal. Oh, I love Sal. And and he, uh, Greg brought up a good point. He's like, you know, he's like, Tyler Taylor was rocked on that play, and, and Sal checked it out. But I feel like that was kind of warranted, man. They they were They were – laying out Bradford a little bit. You know, there was definitely one hit on Tyrod where it was two steps, then he plowed him. And I was like, come on. Or no, he kind of picked him up and let him down a little bit, but it was still two steps, and then he contacted the dude. And don't get me wrong, I am a let him play football, but now I'm going on the, well, the rule is the rule. So and, and I'm, you, all, I'm all let him play because the Bills just had 101 penalties. <laughs> You know, 101 penalized yards. They have over a thousand yards in penalties now this year. So, to give you an idea, I mean, you can't bench everybody. You can't. What What do you do? We don't have a choice. If you're listening, you're clearly a diehard fan. If you're listening, you're probably not one of the psychopaths I, I I'm talking about that thinks you should fire everybody because you know. We're, oh no, there there are plenty that out there that might be listening. Because I mean, I listened to WGR this morning a little bit and. They they cared enough to listen and pick up the phone and call those. Yeah, guys. but I feel like our I feel like our fan base ain't gonna deal with that bullshit. And mm. I wish you would. And if you do want to deal with it, tweet us, please. Tweet us. I we mean, would love to get into it. We would love to serve the pot. I will serve the pot with yeah, anybody. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm if you have if you have opposing opinions, throw them at us. We will talk about it. Point is, penalty wise, to wrap up penalties. Are you cool with wrapping penalties up, or do you want to go into depth? I would love to take one of those ugly yellow flags, wrap all the penalties into it, and throw it away from All right, so here's (laughs) – I would like to try to do that right now. Wrap it up. So what I'm going to say is you got to pick and choose what you want to bitch about in this game because ref-wise, Ad Hockley actually corrected some calls. He got some things right. And frankly, like what I mean by correcting a call was – the guy was out of bounds. He told the guy, no, you're not running the clock. And it was a right call at the end of the game there with Riley Cooper. So, was it Riley Cooper? I think so, yeah. I believe so. Point being is, we got away with an interception. The Bills at McCalvin. Great job. Grabbed the ball. The point hit the ground. But I feel that the ball didn't really move at all. Because he secured right. it pretty tight. But there was movement after because the ball kind of shifted. It was but a it was... tricky. It was a tricky thing all the way around because he didn't catch it clean. He kind of he kind of pulled it out mid catch from the receiver. At the same time, so was it like a complete pass big... to the receiver that got stripped? I mean, is it point they, is they, we they ruled point it is we got it. We got it. Yeah, and, I, and and they can't they didn't have enough to overturn it on the field. And and now I don't know if it's a different rule for an interception than a catch, but to me, 
there's something stupid in the catch rule, which I don't know exactly the terminology, where if the ball touches the ground, the point can touch. I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I, the point can touch to a The point of the ball can touch to a point, if that makes any sense, and then whatever. It, again, it's all gray area bullshit, which for you conspiracy theory nuts could be due to gambling, whatever. And it's either way, it's gray area. And I would trade having that interception for that pick play any day of the week. I'd rather have that interception than the big-time pick play, which was clearly a pick that is the definition of a damn pick, which led to the game-winning field goal. That said, the Buffalo Bills had ample opportunity to drive down the field and win. But what happens? A ball gets forced to Sammy Watkins, and here we are. We had a miscommunication. From Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor, love you. He needs to look at other guys. He needs to look at the easy, high completion rate throw. And honestly, he said it best. He's like, you know, we've connected on it a million times. And they have. And they are money. They are money with that going on. They are money with those throws. So, that said, I want to see these drives offensively not get stalled over a third and short. You know, sometimes they say too cute, and I love the guys who call in. Oh, you know, I think the Bills are getting too cute, you know. Uh, E.J. Manuel really had to do like a handoff and a crazy motion. Uh, guarantee you they are 90% better with with E.J. Manuel, or not E.J. Manuel. Uh, th- they are 90% better and successful on those plays with misdirections and all these movements out of the Wildcat. It's actually worked out of the Wildcat and whatever things you want to do. Right. And, and people want to dare. Wait, wait, wait. You want creativity, and then there's creativity. Things I've never seen in the NFL level. Pick your poison. What do you want to cry about? That's not something to cry about. You want to cry about something? Cry about this team not extending drives. Cry about the quarterback not looking at other guys and reading half the field. You know Cry what? about trying to force the ball to Sammy Watkins. Cry about this team having dumbass false start penalties, dumbass neutral zone infractions, dumbass everything. And you could say whatever you want that the game wasn't called either way. What about the holding on this? I'm sorry. The Bills got some big-ass breaks. And having that turnover is enormous. And you want to – you, you got to pick your poison. What do you want to be mad at? Do you really want to blow up? Rex Ryan, and you want to fire Doug Whaley, who found a starting guard in the draft, who found a starting, questionably starting right tackle last draft, late seventh round. You know, you, you want to complain about finding a fifth round running back in Carlos Williams. You want to complain about that? Then you don't have Doug Whaley. You know what my favorite Bill's contradiction of the last few years is? What is it? Um, Through through the the end of the Chan Gailey era and the, the Doug Marone era. Drink. Everybody, everybody's favorite thing to say is, "Oh, look, they're running it up the gut. They're they're running it up the gut. Why don't they run it to the outside? Why don't they run it to the outside?" Man, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook this morning. Everybody's, man, Shady needs to quit quit dancing around to the outside and just and just find the gap. He needs to just look for the gap. That's that's my favorite one so far. Is I know. I know, and, and again, we don't know shit about football. We're we, just, we we're need just, a coach with attitude. Oh wait, this guy's got too much attitude. Like, God, uh, damn it! Yeah, and and my favorite part is all these people throwing up there. Rex's quote: "Oh baby, get ready for the playoffs. We're going." Oh, sorry, he's positive again. What do you want him to do? Get up there and be like, "Hey, they just they just paid me, but I I don't think we're gonna make it." What's he supposed to say on that podium? He was doing his job. Part of part of being a coach is talking to the media, doing these press conferences, public relations, I guess you would call it. He's got to get out there and be the face of that team. And you're not going to hire a guy who's going to walk up to the, po- the, the podium, Mike, and say, hey, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about these guys. What's he supposed to say? I don't know these guys. These guys are shit. These guys could be shit. What What do you want him to say? Of course he's going to go what, up what there do you and want say him to, Do you want him to say we're just going to do our best? Do you want the coach speak? 
Do you want a guy who's not good with the media? Like I said, checked. We watch sports for entertainment. Right. And not to say I told you so. And it's so great seeing these guys. And I know that a lot of you people and me and, and a lot of people, some people haven't really involved themselves in sports into a team atmosphere. And, and, and it's like these are the same people that I'm reading on Twitter that I do follow, you know, that I – because I want to see what the pulse is, you know, and I love everybody that follows us. I really do. But, and, and even the people I follow, I don't know anybody. I really don't, but get off your rocker and think logically, because you probably don't do that in anything else in your life. What makes you think, what, what makes you think everything is going to be picture perfect? I mean, by week eight, you got to jump off that defense here. Let me give you, let me give you a little segment not that we do segments, that I'm going to call Numb Bills Coach Speak Translator. What you hear Rex Ryan say up there is, we're going to the playoffs. What he's really saying is, I just got this job. We've put together some really solid talent. We're going we're gonna to evaluate these guys we have nothing but faith that they're going to play at the level we expect them to play at. And ultimately on, on the day he said that I'm sure he thought, Hey, this is a team of championship caliber players. He thought that. And you know what? The way they were used defensively, that you, defense you know was elite last year, no doubt about it. And for Rex Ryan, he's, he's, he, 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 I think he's right. There were a lot of good guys on this team. I think that that aren't good. that aren't here now to to do their thing. We've been losing guys left and right since the season started. I mean, Aaron Williams is a huge detriment to our defense. Um, the Kyle safety, Williams, safeties and linebackers suck. Kyle Williams, that's a huge detriment to Bradham's our out. Bradham, Bradham, hopefully he'll be back next week. Um, but Gilmore, we we might have lost him for the rest of the season now. This is all we, tough and mathematically. The, the start of the if- season, McKelvin, he was out way longer than we expected. Um, I thought Ty Powell was going to have a nice year. He went to the injured reserve. Alex Carrington. Um, yeah, the depth is is out. The the depth is out for the year, and and I mean the other side of the ball too. I I was expecting Percy Harvin to have to have a big year. You know, oh Sammy's gonna get double, then Percy's gonna gonna burn up the seam, and oh my goodness, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Regardless, Percy Harvin didn't get to be get get his opportunity to be a weapon here. He didn't, re- he didn't get the opportunity in this. Regardless, office. it's a lot, man, and and, and I think. I was saying earlier, like Rex, I think is on the cutting edge of things. I think he is in the middle of finding a new defensive scheme because they know, okay, the team led the league in sacks. Guess what they're going to do? Cause and effect. That means they're going to get rid of the ball fast. So what did he try to do? He's trying to clog passing lanes. He's trying simulated pressures. Right. And, and I think, I think for any step back that, that the pass rush has taken, the secondary has taken a step forward. I actually agree with that. The cornerbacks have stepped up. I mean, these guys have come out of nowhere. Ronald Darby, clearly. And thank God we have him for all you jokes. Oh, we don't need a cornerback in the second round. Shut up. Your job is not to evaluate this team. You don't know anything. You're not watching tape. And for all you people watching tape, do you even know what, what these guys are supposed to do when you're watching the tape? No, you don't. Why? Because you're not calling the damn plays. You don't know what they're supposed to do. You could say the left tackle blew something, and that could have been the responsibility of the guard. We don't know. Right. And I mean, you got Corey Graham going from being the number three cornerback to the to the number one safety on the depth chart. He's he's shifted into that role great. Um, and he was the top cornerback on the team last year. But at the same time, I feel like Rex, honestly – because the defense was so successful in two different systems, and of course Rex gets here, the best defensive mind in the last, I would say, 15 years, the brightest one. Yeah, you could say Belichick, I guess, but you have Brady, so I'm not going to judge that. And he's had down defenses, but what I will tell you is 
I'm disappointed in this defense. Clearly, this game did not cost them. The defense did not cost them the game. And if you think that, you're nuts. 23 points. 23 points is not that bad. You need to be able to put up 27 in the NFL now. You have to. Yeah, if you want to win, I, I think 30 points. And that Texans game, again, I felt the same way as I did during that Eagles game, and the Bills came out on the losing end of it by three points, which is, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, as Bills fans, we want to see them up by 20 in the fourth quarter. And even then you're like, oh, shit, I don't know, man. You know, they could really, they could really, you know, they could spark their rally blunt and really make this happen. So, like, pick your poison, man. I think Rex threw too much on their plate. If I'm going to make an early determination, I think he threw too much on their plate defensively right now. You know, he was talking about, oh, thick playbook, this and that. Man, just let these guys go. Let these guys go. At the same time, if you just let them go, they're going to get beat. You know, so it's, it's, I don't know what to think. Do you rush everybody? Do you, do you rush a solid four or do you drop one of those four in the coverage a little bit to mix it up and maybe get a, a batted down ball, maybe get a guy to, to stick, to at least get in the way. And I think that's what they're trying to do because the cornerbacks, you had two safeties who were formerly cornerbacks and Aaron Williams and Corey Graham. When they came with the scheme, now you're this late in the season, you got all these injuries piling up. I don't know what to think. I think they have had a hard time putting the nail in the coffin in these games, and these penalties reared its ugly head, and I don't want to talk about them because it's a very correctable thing. What can we do about it? What are the odds? What are the odds of neutral zone infractions? I mean, seriously. I think a neutral zone infraction is the dumbest shit ever. You should be able to jump across the line and get back in time. And now it's being coached, Jason Peters did it, where Jerry Hughes crosses, or no, Marcel Darius crosses, Jerry Hughes gets up. You know what I mean? Jerry, or, or not Jerry Hughes, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Marcel Darius crosses the line, comes back. What happens? Jason Peters moves because he knows it's what you're supposed to do to get to five yards. And that's gamesmanship, mm-hmm. and everybody has to deal with it. But so many times, the Bills had them short. Or, or had them long, you know, a, a third and eight. Now third it's eight, a third, third and, and nine. Three. Yeah. And they were just blowing Same it. Same thing offensively. It, it, it's not so much the penalties. It's, it, it was more the timing of the penalties this week. They overall, Howard not, Simon said it the best. They just played a sloppy game. It was a sloppy game. They're not going to win games like that. They have a very sloppy and consistent team. Do I want to fire everybody? No. Don't even think that. We won't ever say that. No, I still like Rex. I still like Rex too. I think this is I think this is the best coaching staff we've had in a decade, easily. I mean the results on the field aren't really showing it, it's showing the same old builds, but let's face it, last year was eight and eight because the Super Bowl champs wouldn't you know kick the shit out of the Bills and that's a fake nine and seven record. And not 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 to be that guy. Not to be that guy. On the field, I don't think we're playing that much worse than we were last year and it just seems like there's more of a spark so i'm gonna take that as a moral victory which doesn't count for shit in the standings moral no one has made the playoffs on moral victories i don't have to tell you that right um i'm gonna run through deacon's notes but they uh they uh it seems like they at least want to win yeah they're fiery that's for sure but Here's what we got. I'm going to read this, this scratch just to sum up the game. You just read your notes. Just read through I mean, we've already touched on all of this stuff. I mean, the Bills the Bills basically beat themselves. 15 penalties for 101 yards. Um, really, really blew it on, on the defensive side of the ball, like we were saying with the, with the offsides and neutral zone fractions, yada, yada, yada. Made all these... Made all these third down situations very manageable for the Eagles. The missed opportunities on third down. That was another one we talked about going deep on the on the third and shorts, the third and five. They only they only converted thirty seven and a half percent of their third downs yesterday. That's that's low for them on the season. They've been right around the fifty percent mark most of the year. Six out of sixteen they they were able to convert. They need to do better. The team needs to clean up overall. You know, Rex 
Rex addressed the offensive line. We already talked about Incognito getting getting torched by Cox. Rex says it's Miller's worst game to date. Um, there's some talk about whether or not we're going to see Craig Urbic next week. Don't don't hate that idea. I want to see Miller. I want to see Miller take some reps. I want to see him grow, but I also want to win. I still and to everybody who who says lose out, which is the last thing I'm going to touch on. Yeah, yeah. To everybody that says lose out, it's no guarantee that you're going to get a good player. I mean, if you knew J.J. Watt was going to be what he is, we wouldn't have drafted Darius. So don't even think about it. You know what we haven't talked about? Huh. We haven't talked about LaShawn McCoy avoiding the media after the game. Yeah, who cares? Do you I, think... I, 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 do have, I do have some things that I'm, I'm wondering about it. I, I'm wondering... And, you, oh, and, and, and to all the asshole fans throwing a meme out there with LaShawn McCoy's head, there's a guy who follows me. And I follow him. Whoever you are, you're a douchebag. Clearly, unfollow me, block me. I don't give a fuck. Seriously, for you to put as your avatar LaShawn McCoy or something crying on a body, like, you're pathetic, man. You are absolutely pathetic because your takes absolutely suck. Read your garbage. I don't know who you are. I can't wait to find out and call you up and blow up your shit, dude. You suck. Like, these players are human beings, man. You don't think this kid has to live with that for the rest of his life? His chance to get back and punch his coach in the mouth. Yeah, no, and, I feel he, bad for him, failed. Too. You don't think he failed? And Jerry Sullivan from the Buffalo News, screw you, too. Oh, man, Shady McCoy made us wait seven minutes to get dressed and left. Okay, well, you got your answer. He was trying to keep his mouth shut, and you guys wanted to poke and prod at him. The Bills just lost the game and are out of the playoffs, and you want to bother with LaShawn McCoy? I just feel bad for him, man, because when it was time to go to the Meadowlands and and show the, uh, you know, let Jets show the Rex, or let, let Rex show the Jets what time it is, they, the team went out and they got it done, man. And when it was time to go to, go to Miami and let, let Clay make his return and Richie and I mean Dan Carpenter kicked there for for years. He, you know, they went out and they got it done. The team got it done for him. I really wish they could have done it for Shady. I feel I feel awful. I hope maybe coming out of this, I don't I don't want him to change. I want him to be that dude who speaks his mind. But do you think we're gonna see a more a more humble Shady after this? I think that the Buffalo media and the media in general is, ruins people. And then they just don't talk. And I feel like that could happen to LaShawn McCoy. He's not going to talk. Right. And, and, and last I checked, this guy trained his ass off, did a lot of film prop. He's divert. He's reading verbatim the plays off to the coaches and dissecting this game in and out. And he's had this circled since he woke up from a goddamn nap and was traded for Kiko Alonso. You don't think this guy's taking a harder? Now you just want to pile on and... You guys call yourselves Bills fans? You want to pile on your players? Why don't you have your players' backs, man? Because I want to go to your fucking job, frankly, and point out everything you do wrong. See how you feel. See how you're a piece of shit. See how you cheat on your wife, do whatever the hell that might be wrong to other people and judge them and be up in their shit. What, because they make millions of dollars, some of them, by the way, because the average career is like two and a half to three years, and a lot of them don't get paid millions of dollars for the year or even a million okay have somebody else breathe down your neck money doesn't take that away there's no amount of money that can make me happy yesterday as a dumbass fan who does a dumbass podcast with my dumbass friend who's also all right he's not a dumbass but you know just good even save for good me, save even for me i could not stand to keep my eyes open and go on with the rest of the day i was Miserable. So what? Jerry Sullivan couldn't write an article? You dumbasses tweeting about, oh, you show McCoy's crying? He should be. He's emotional. He's a human being. And he spent his life growing up an hour away from Philadelphia. And for also you assholes, he kissed the eagle in the middle of the field. Who cares? Who gives a shit? In fact, I've given too much time on this whole LaShawn McCoy thing. We did it last one. And a lot, you know, you might think it's too much last podcast talking about Sean, but it was a big emotional game. He's driven up. I thought we had to break down the situation. 
We Man, won't. But yeah, stop stop riding the kid because you know what? It's not very common that we get a player with his level of talent to oh, come but, to Oh, but running backs are a dime a dozen. And you know what I mean, Adam? Running backs are a dime a dozen. Running backs who are like a Barry Sanders clone are a dime a dozen. You know? You know, they, no. they act like that, but this guy this guy's proven it. He's stood he stood the test of time because a lot of these guys, they come in, they're hot for a couple seasons, and then they're gone. I'm so sick of it, man. I am so sick of this fan base turning on other fans. You know what I mean? I'm so sick of a lot of the fan, or I shouldn't even say a lot because it's what I read, and there's probably a lot of logical people out there, but are you with the team or are you against the team? Because if you're not with the team, guess what? Find a new team because you're just rooting, as Jerry Seinfeld says, for laundry. Find somebody else to like. Yeah, frig off. Yeah, frig yourself. Find someone else to like. I'm so over it. This this team is trying. You act like this team isn't trying. You think Doug Whaley is satisfied the way E.J. E. Manuel came out? You think he's satisfied how Cyrus Quanjo came out? You think he's satisfied how, how these things have worked out? No. Do you no. think Rex Ryan is? No. Do you think these players are? No. Absolutely not. So what makes you think that you could go talk to players and tweet them directly and be an asshole. Make that your avatar and call yourselves a Bills fan. You are not a Bills fan. You're an asshole. And you must not, your life must suck that bad. You know, I feel guilty because with this podcast, I don't tweet as much as I should. It's because I have a fucking life. Okay? I have a life. Get one. Sports are for entertainment. Badgering your team and making them... We know you don't have a life, but like I, know. I don't have a life. Feel free to tweet me at numbills fan Adam D. I will tweet you back. I have nothing better to Num do. Numbills Adam D. Correction. So is that? I thought that's why I said. No, you said numbills fan Adam D. It's numbills. Uh, numbills Adam, Adam D. D. Dave's numbills fan. Leave I'm, him alone. I'm out of here. He's man. got a life. I'm walking off with he's that. He's angry. Shit. I'm so fucking. He's, he's I, shady McCoy. He's shady McCoy out of yo, his chair right now. Yo, and just right for now. the record, to anybody, players listening, personnel, anybody, if you really do ever listen to this. Coaches, I will always give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going after a chief story. Adam isn't either. We don't give a shit. We're true fans, and we want to call it objectively. And if you can't watch these games objectively, and you think they should just tank the season, I'm sick of talking about the offseason. I want to this see is, this This team. isn't for you. If that's what you think this isn't for you, go listen to the numb dickhead dick cast and <laughs> leave the numb Bills fan podcast for the real mother efforts. And if you guys are positive and you see your friends doing what we're talking about, even if they aren't listeners, because we all have great listeners, but even if you are listeners and, and you, you see people on Twitter, call them out. Ask them, why are you a fan? Why do you like sports? So you could say, I told you so. So you could say, oh, that wouldn't work. You know what they should have did? They shouldn't have ran it to the same spot. Well, they didn't run it to the same spot. I'm out. This podcast's over. Yeah. Numbillsfan.com. Check it out, please. Numbillsfan is me. I'm Numbills Adam D. Follow us on Twitter. We'll be back Thursday with our preview of the Washington game. And what's your homework? Chew out the asshole, quote unquote, fans. Let them know they're piles of shit. Don't root for the team. Goodbye.